Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello everybody, we are back. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are well. Thank you, as always, to all of our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. We greatly appreciate your support. If you want to get early access to the podcast, extra episodes, a bunch of other things, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. All right, Andy, usually uh, I ask you just briefly before I hit record what we're going to talk about in this upcoming episode to ensure we are both on the same page this time. Truly. This was not the day. No. I, I, I mean... This time, it was just silence. Awkward silence between two men sitting on... <laughs> you, you, you can attempt to put... Thousands the... and thousands of miles apart, divided by an ocean. <laughs> uh, well, well, and soon, too, you will be returning to the... Uh, to I, my, I don't know my, why Alcatraz comes to place. mind. Yes. Oh, but... come on. <laughs> <laughs> it... it um... You're in Ohio. No, well, hey, well, <laughs> well, that's the problem too. Uh, <laughs> I am either in the uh, the actual Cleveland, Ohio, or I am in <laughs> the close. Well, not close, but it, it is essentially the Italian it equivalent of yes. it. Yes, um, where it, it just it, difficult to explain where you are. Uh, really, doesn't even look like uh, Italy and. Any it's like measurable the, sense, it's like the Indiana of Italy. Yeah, it, that it that is a fantastic <laughs> comparison because because as everybody knows, Veneto. I mean, uh, people this uh, the the surnames they don't even end in vowels. That it, if if you are ever lost in the country, just just know uh, one place you can eliminate almost immediately is if the. If their surname ends in an R, typically, uh, you you will know for certain that you are in Veneto. Uh, and but anyway, and that and that's when you know it's in, it's a slow news day when we start to discuss the <laughs> geographical well, it, settings in Italy. You know, that's that's when you know that it's it's the middle of summer. Uh, people are stewing in their own juices. Um, <laughs> you know, the AC is out. Yes, people are miserable. And this is what it comes down to. People listen in, tune in to John, you know, talking Complain murder about, about every Veneto part of and, the country. I, it, well, it, yes, especially your parts. And, and yeah. you know, when it comes down to what's happening with Roma, I, I think very few people have any idea about what's going on. I mean, it, it, as as we saw recently, even the holy grail of Roman journalism Filippo Biafora of Il Tempo, our good friend, has uh, messed up a few news in recent weeks. And that should tell you all you need to know about what's happening at the club. What's happening is that nobody knows. Right. It's a mystery. Things and we are. Have to st- I have to start digging into the personal lives of these players and contacting you, yep, family yep. members. Yes. That's when we know it's bad. Yeah, that's that's when you know, you know, and when uh, when the big when the big news is that somebody saw somebody's cousin at the airport <laughs> in Rome, you know, like recently it was Gianluca Scamacca in Italy. You know, oh, 
And then the news comes out, oh, for personal reasons, he's flying back out to London. End of story. You know, that's... Right. It, well, it doesn't certainly even... Certainly you doesn't would even, rather it, see it, his cousin than father, yeah? Exactly. You don't even have the chance to properly react to the news that it's taken away from you. You know, like, one day it's, ah, Daichi Kamada. It's the next target for Roma. A day later, Roma are no longer interested in Kamada. You know, like... And, and I then can it imagine... turns into he's going to Lazio. And then Lazio, yes. Lazio, Atletico Madrid. Then you go from Matias Vigna, this close to joining Bournemouth. And everybody's going, wow, so cool. And now complete silence. Eldor Shemurodov undergoes his medical with Cagliari. We get the pictures of him at Villa Stewart. Silence. You know, like that's Gonzalo Villar on his way out. A return to Spain. Close to Granada. No, he's not that close. Again, <laughs> silence. You know, it's that's the. I think. Uh, I think that's what we we live in an age where there is constant noise. Like there, every time you get back on Twitter or whatever is left of Twitter, R.I.P. Twitter. Um, you you check, you refresh the feed, and every time there's something new. But right now. Nothing's going on. Like you have Gianluca Di Marzio, the top transfer expert in Italy, retweeting news about what's happening in Serie C. And that's that's what summer has come down to. You have Roma trying to get a striker, get a midfielder, both on loan, both without an obligation because Roma cannot guarantee the money right now. Then you have Milan, who are basically splurging every single cent that they made off of the Sandro Tonali sale. And then you have Inter, who are uh, trying to negotiate Bayern Munich's release clause for Sommer, who's a 35-year-old goalkeeper on his way out. And offering what what for uh, nothing? They're trying Martinez. to be like, can you please give us a, a free goalkeeper, please, 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 <laughs> pretty please, and uh, and then you have Juventus. Oh no, wait. Then you have uh, Napoli, who um, I think they just signed a, a, a goalkeeper and sent him to Empoli, and they're about to renew Mario Rui, who's thirty five or something. <laughs> and that's those are their big moves for the summer as the reigning Serie A champions, obviously. And then you have Juventus, who keep posting videos of Paul Pogba uh, doing dance moves in a swimming pool in Los right. Angeles during their preseason. And Massimiliano as if to reassure Allegri, us that he is alive or something. And, yes, uh, the, at the, the same the, time the you have Allegri. Yeah, and at the same time you have Allegri saying, "Well, he's not ready. Maybe in a month he'll train with the rest of the team, but for now, it's uh, it, it, we don't know what's going on." So that's and that's what's happening with like the nation's top teams. So I'm just you know I'm trying to paint the canvas, fill in the holes. Um, and trying to you know reassure people that the silence that is concerning your team is resounding in the whole country. When well, I was Genoa, about to... when Genoa spent 15 million on a player, <laughs> you have a problem. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, especially too in this concept text of this summer, it, it, it's a problem. Um 
let me just say, in general, it would be a problem when Genoa spend that much. But in this context, when the summer is this slow, uh, it becomes that more apparent. I had on, uh, I was preparing the images for, for the video and I was trying to think, okay, well, I will add some of the topics that we discuss in this. And I put uh, latest transfer updates in Serie A and Roma. Uh, we are not even at 10 minutes yet and already I feel like the material yeah, this is in which... it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We yeah, hope you th- ten minutes. Nine Hopefully... minutes and... <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, the, uh, you are now uh, near the front of the line for your uh, espressino or something. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I don't even know what more we can add in Syria. I mean, Andy, there is nothing. That it, it would be one thing if there was one team who was uh... or something exciting is going on. Like you know, like I can I can appreciate Milan are doing a lot with 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 those seventy million earned from from Sandro to and and that's you know when that's when you know that the that that club is operating under better circumstances than, for example, Inter. You know, you look at what Milan are doing with those seventy million earned from Sandro Tonali sale. And then you look at Inter, who just sold Onana for slightly less than 60 million. Inter are completely blocked because Inter are in a similar position to Roma. Like whatever sale they secure, they can't rely on that money. Whereas Milan, as soon as they got that deal done for Tonali, boom, they they are trying to reinvent the whole attack. And, you know, kudos to them. Um, They... They did so, and they're probably the only team in Italy right now that is trying to to put on a spectacle in terms of transfer moves. And there are some intriguing players, and I'm interested, for example, to see like what, what a guy like Pulisic can do in uh, in in Italy, as opposed to the Premier League. Um, they're getting some some younger talents in, and that's exciting. But that's you know, it, it really is about it, like. So you don't view that uh, as trading a, a one big piece for several small pieces? What I, they I have think, done, you know, and and what is a what is a big piece? Because I, I think like last season with with Milan, it, it clearly came to a point where something wasn't working. I don't know if it was necessarily Pioli, but something was stagnant. Like something something didn't work. That team that had just one Serie A sort of fell into a slump and they couldn't get out of it. Um, I think their idea was, you know, we are basically covered in the midfield. Well, you can argue against that because Benacer is out for a long time. And, I mean, who else do they have? They have Pobega, you know, like, whatever. But but there is there is that idea of rejuvenating the team, trying to get rid of the likes of Rebic and, and uh, Origi. And, obviously, uh, following Zlatan's uh, retirement, you're trying to boost that team give it back this that same energy that they had in the year they they secured the scudetto and um and i think they are the only team that really went about trying to realize the initial objective uh, that they set out for uh, ahead of the transfer window you know they they get rid of maldini they get rid of massara they they instill a new plan boom they go about realizing it other teams they may have a plan like Roma, it's clear as day that they have a plan. They have needs. Inter, same thing. Um, Juventus, after the year that they've had and the year that they are about to have, likely without any Europe uh, involvement, um, 
They should be running around and securing pieces. And instead, all these teams, it seems like they're they're locked in. They can't get out of their their own limits. They, it's like there is this invisible wall that they're facing, and it's preventing them from you know even Juventus. They can't seem to sell. Uh, they can't. They can't sell Zakaria. They just sent Arturo on loan to to Fiorentina after renewing him for a further year. Yes, the Justin Clivert special. They can't sell Weston McKinney. It looks like he's going to stay around. Um, Roma. Roma want a striker. Roma want a midfielder. All these rumors about, you know, Rick Carsler leaving the club, Roger Ibanez leaving the club, two two arguably important players for the team. Those rumors are dead. Like, there is nothing there. There are no offers. There is no interest. There is nothing. Like, you know, Inter. They've, they don't have a single goalkeeper other than Di Gennaro, who I, I think came up from their Primavera. That's, that's about it. And, 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 and they're a, f- a few weeks away from the start of Serie A, you know, and they have no goalkeeper. After Onana left, after Andanovic left uh, with the termination of his contract, whatever. Um, right. Napoli. Napoli, after Luciano Spalletti parted ways with them should have jumped the gun and try to get rid of you know in an excellent team try to still try to get rid of all the pieces that need to be uh, gotten rid of like exactly like the likes of Mario Rui who may may have been good under Spalletti may have been good over the years but he's an aging fullback and uh, Diego Demme you know and uh, Politano who you know is not the key player that you want for a team that wants to Re- reaffirm itself and win the Scudetto again. They're, they can't do it. N- none of these teams seem to be able to break through that invisible wall. And that's, and, 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 you know, and so that's, I understand why it's so frustrating, not only for, for the managers, because a guy like Rudy Garcia comes in, you know, here, here he is dealing with a, 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 a Scudetto winning squad but they can't even seem to get Maxim Lopez from Sassuolo, you right. know? And uh, Jose Mourinho, you know, knows that this year he has to get somebody f- that replaces Tammy Abraham, that gives him the certainty that he's going to score a minimum amount of goals. And, you know, weeks and weeks of negotiations for Alvaro Morata, for Gianluca Scamacca, nothing, you know? It's dead in the water. Midfielder. Who, you know, Marcel Sabitzer joins Borussia Dortmund. Rodrigo de Paul costs a fortune. Renato Sanchez, uh, is he the guy? Is, is he, does he want to come on loan? Does he, is it a permanent deal? Whatever it is, nothing's moving. Like, that's, so it's, it can't, I can't imagine it has to be super frustrating for the people involved in that world. And for us fans, perhaps even more frustrating because we've gotten so used to, all these fireworks, you know, you look at what, what the Premier League does. You look at what La Liga sometimes can do in certain occasions, not a, not all the time. Then you see now you have the Saudi clubs Saudi just, Pro you League, know, throwing yes. money left and right. You know, Malcolm. Mal- did you see that Malcolm just got sold for 60 million? I did see <laughs> that. Uh, I, I was oh. I, 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 I was 
waiting to to discuss that because I did have this something that we should talk about because I know something <laughs> is worth the, discussing when my wife, who, who okay. does not particularly care for football, brings it up to me when she saw the news of uh, uh, Mbappe. The thing with the Saudi Pro League, man, it, it's crazy to me, uh, the whole thing. I mean, the money they throw at it. I didn't want to get ahead of myself on Malcolm, though, until I saw him land properly because we all know uh, for an operation involving him, truly it is not done until the plane lands. I will never forget that, by the way, because (laughs) do you remember that? If we can go down memory lane just very quickly before we get into this. Oh, I remember that. I remember where I was when uh, I saw Bob and Rolson arrived the same day. I, I saw, I know where I was the evening, that, because it was an evening, when Filippo Biafora tweeted out, something's happened, the plane, <laughs> the Malcolm plane is being hijacked by Barcelona, basically. He's going, you know, he's going in the other direction. And, uh, and I remember the funnier thing was that we faced Barcelona a few days later in preseason friendly. And Malcolm obviously scored in that preseason friendly. I don't know if you remember that, but it's it's. I think he even scored yes, the first Dallas. goal. I of think the I night. was actually there in person. If I am not, it was I, hilarious. It was like the just just the biggest. Like I remember, I think Nine Golan talked shit about him before the before that friendly like Nangolan just went out of his way and just like said, "Oh well, if he didn't want to join us and then." He sucks and blah, blah. And Malcolm goes out of his way to score the first goal of the night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, I am looking up in my phone now, and I still do have it. The conversation that I was having with the the wonderful, the famed agent, one of the most dapper and good-looking agents that we have, um, Federico Pastorello, who was the uh, intermediary for that deal. And I am looking at the conversation right now, and I still have it. And it is as if it is like watching a tragedy unfold in real time as I go through this. It's no, everybody lost their a, shit because alarming. arguably you were, you know, you were, you were, you were about to sign a big talent, one of the brightest talents in Ligue 1 at that point. You know, a guy who showed that he could make a difference. Roma were just coming off a, a great high. You know, um, it was was a good moment for the club. It seemed like. Sky's the limit, you know. You had Monchi there first, you know, the big, big name director right there for you. You know, it seemed like this is the type of talent that you go out your way out of and you make a surprise signing and he turns into this diamond in the rough for you. And, you know, a big fee, a big important fee for Roma. And all of a sudden, I remember that it, it, it really felt like you were in, in part of a movie. It, it yeah. just there t- the plane is going back, you know, and all of a sudden negotiations and Barcelona contacted the players' agents, and this is, you know, and the player has changed his mind. 
Because I think well, we all knew something window, was up when uh, when uh, Bordeaux they put out that statement, that very yes, awkward yes, statement, yes, very yeah. strange statement. Like, is it official? Is this like a, right, an agreement? Right, is this yes. like a promise or what? What is it? <laughs> it it was it it was one of those statements that it read almost as if you knew exactly what they were trying to do. You know, trying to. You know, it felt like you were the guy. You got the girl to say yes, but then she, uh, you know, she posts on social media that uh, she said yes to you for a date in one week, but you know, trying to get other suitors because uh, they are not exactly thrilled with the prospect of going on a date with you. I'm projecting too much, but anyway, yeah, that watching that unfold was great. Um, I still vividly remember while I'm talking to Pastorello, uh, seeing. Uh, our good friend Mangiante come on to my screen and he's got the, he's doing the thing where he's at Vimicino or not. I actually, I, I believe it was Ciampino if I'm not mistaken, but uh, he, he's got the earpiece in and you can see him trying to uh, uh, communicate what is happening. And it, it was. Mind you, there was a huge crowd at the airport. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the one thing I have to say is people, when they try to troll uh, Romanistian, that they say, oh, you came to the airport and the guy never showed up. And it's like, well, no, they were already there. So calm down. As embarrassing as it may be, uh, they were already there. So joke is on you. About the Saudi Pro League, though, I want to get into this just very briefly because it when you have the transfer window uh, going so slow like this, uh, very unappealing, not many big, uh, high-profile splash moves that you typically expect in a summer. Meanwhile, you have the exact opposite on the uh, on the other side of the of the coin with with the Saudi Pro League spending obscene amounts of, of uh, cash on guys that you, you just wouldn't be able to to comprehend how they are worth that much. Now, obviously, trying to draw high-profile names out of Europe and into the Saudi Pro League, obviously they're going to have to pay a premium. But I do have to kind of smirk at this because I'm reading all of these pieces, and it is more so coming from UK-based outlets. I think the one I read today was either The Athletic or Daily Mail, something like that, about how... Football is at a, a a point of reflection. Are we going to allow this to 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 continue and happen? And I do kind of smirk a little bit because this whole this whole thing only became a problem when the Premier League was starting to be affected. And some of these pieces that come out, uh, never mind that you know, Premier League the, the spending power they have versus the likes of Ligon, La Liga. Serie Bundesliga, that's no problem. But when the Saudi Pro League comes in and begins to step on their toes a little bit, oh, now it's it. <laughs> yep. it's you know football is at the point of reflection. Now we need to. Are we going to allow this to continue? What do you make of this whole thing? Because as I said, I anytime my my wife brings something up to me in football, I, I have to at least somewhat bring it up on here because it, it has to be very big. Uh, for her to to approach me with uh, with a talking point when it, particularly when it comes to the transfer market, I, 
I do think, obviously, listen, this is a lot of money. I mean, just the offer for Mbappe, Andy, a third of one billion euros? I mean, oof. Yeah. No matter what. No 22 matter what, euros every second. Somebody made that calculation. Love when people do that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it is money that is you you almost cannot appreciate it because it is such it's such an absurd figure trying to to do that maths in your head i just tried to envision one a, a stack of uh, no, euros can't. on a table you can't, you can't. What that would like, right. that money doesn't it, exist like it, it, correct. it's only correct. zeros it's a lot of zeros on your bank account it doesn't it's just it, i can't you know like it doesn't correct it, it, it is a figment of imagination how much of a problem do you think this is? Because, because for me, I, I we're past the looking glass on most of these things, man. Because because if this is the point where you say to yourself, okay, now I'm done. Now this is a huge problem. Uh, UEFA, FIFA, step in. I just I, I kind of roll my eyes, kind of as I did with the with the pro league or the the super league pro pro league mm-hmm. the super league. I, I you know there have been so many other um, so many other episodes and things that happened that gotten us to this point that I think to myself, well, this is the result of all of those other things that were allowed to go unchecked. So if you are complaining now and you are taking issue with things now, I, I think you are very, very, very late to your dinner reservation. That's that's the way I view it. Surely, you know, it's is it good? I, I don't know. It's uh, certainly it's not. It's not the best in terms of when you, you know, if you like watching the sport and a lot of, you know, sports top players go play in a league that, you know, as much talent as they want to put there is still not equipped to to compete on any level with the other leagues. And um, and just it's the setting, the the also just just the idea. But but again. See, even that the 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 thought of just the idea of having these like players play on huge, 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 impossibly enormous contracts, right? Much what you're getting to a maybe perhaps to a lesser degree in in the Premier League. You know, when you when you see these fees. That are getting paid, you know, like Declan Rice, the 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 most expensive English player of all time, and then you see Malcolm being sold for sixty million. And then you say, well, what's the difference? You know, is there a difference? Where's the difference? Exactly. Yeah. It feels the 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 problem is that this sport has has uh, has too much money, like too much money. Even though when you compare the contracts that you you earn in this sport and then you compare them to the NBA. It's still, I mean, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, a, that's a different world, but here, here with football, it's, um, I think we, the only big problem for me with, with this, because at the end of the day, a player will always make money. It's their life. You know, if they want to provide for their family with millions and millions and millions and secure the future of the future, 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 future generations, then fantastic. You know, that's their right. But I think we're, it's basically stripping this sport of any kind of 
intriguing storyline. Um, it seems like we are trying to add layers and layers, you know, making these competitions bigger and bigger and adding the conference league and then adding uh, playoffs and then adding this and adding that because we need storylines. But the, the storylines will not make themselves unless you, you know, you create a, a suitable environment for them. If you if you have leagues where there is an equal distribution of talent or you, if you have leagues where there is you know, there is a competitive spirit. If it, you know, if you just bring in all these A-list celebrities, like, you know, I'm not going to talk trash about, I'm a big movie fan, I'm not going to talk trash about Marvel, but think about, like, the weight of... No, a, you can talk trash No, but, you know, but Come what on. I'm saying... If you don't, I will. What I... what Think about the weight uh, a movie can have where you have you know, a, a small role by a character actor that you don't necessarily recognize, but that small role really makes a difference. You know, like recently you, you people go and watch Oppenheimer and there you have the character of Albert Einstein and he's played by a British actor who many people don't know. He was very popular in the 80s called Tom Conti. Not a big name, but the, that role leaves... And not much screen time, but that role leaves an impact. But as soon as you create a movie where every single face is an A-list celebrity, just there for the laughs, you know, say the Brian Reynolds of uh, Ryan Reynolds of this world, and and uh, and and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and you know Chris Hemsworth of the world, it loses its impact. Like you don't have a storyline anymore. It's just oh, who's gonna be next? You know, oh, are we gonna see? Uh, you know the, the 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 latest i don't know pop singer appear out of nowhere and be some kind of i don't know weird superhuman mermaid or something flying in the sky and has no connection to the story whatsoever sure and but but at the end of the day that has no impact that gives no depth and similarly to to football when you see a league where they just put all these great players like Cristiano Ronaldo and then you have N'Golo Kanté and Marcelo Brozovic and Ruben Neves and all these really, really, really good players but in a setting that absolute, is absolutely dreadful, is absolutely devoid of any kind of emotion, uh, you know, where the stakes are not even, you don't even know what the stakes are. Um, then where's the fun? You know, where's the fun? Be besides watching billionaires, you know, kick a football, um, where's the fun? Where's the storyline? Where's the Leicester City? Where's the, you know, where's the Napoli of last year who after mm. thir over 30 years go back to winning a Scudetto? That's what we, obviously, as a Roma fan, you may not want to see that, but as a sports fan, that's, that's exciting. If you keep, but UEFA, I don't understand it they go after the money. So they facilitate that. They are trying to, on one hand, they're trying to, you know, to extend all these competitions and add new layers to it because they want to pretend like they, they're contributing to the sport. But on the other hand, they're just facilitating and helping out um, those that have the money, those that can do things. And actually, I mean, did you see how now Osasuna are back in the, they're back in the conference league, but that was um, correct. That was a close call. That was like a slap in the face to a smaller team that wanted to 
to to to dream big and yeah, for with, something that happened years ago by yes, the way and with with we were on the verge of saying no fuck you you know whatever the fuck you know whatever you did this season we don't care we don't we don't we don't care sporting achievements from a small team who cares you're not getting in that's for me that's the sad part that's when you know that an organization doesn't have the best of the sport at heart every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a us-based restoration specialist on your team You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, and two, I mean, Andy, you go back and look, not even, what, two months ago? One month ago? Less than two months ago. Inter were in a UEFA Champions League final. And how many of their starters did they lose? They've lost Skriniar. They've lost Onana. They've lost Brozovic. I mean, just think of that. It's less than 60 days ago. You had the team make it to the pinnacle, the pinnacle, the ultimate match in a UEFA competition. And they just bounced uh, goodbye without even giving it you know a second thought it, it is just so weird to me but to to add on what you said i i just think there have been so many things that have gotten us to this point that the saudi pro league really is just the result of all of these little things that have gone on top of each other that have led to what we see this summer, where you'll have, again, a, a, a league offering one-third of a billion euros for a single player. And that is before they even give the guy wages. It's it's crazy to me because, again, as you said, this is this level of, of wealth is a figment of imagination, things we can't even quantify in, in terms of trying to you know, make it concrete in our heads and get an idea as to what it actually means. It, it's so, it, it's, it, it figures that you don't even think of, figures that are, are so beyond reality that you can't even believe that the sport has the ability to, to create an offer that high. I just, it is obscene the levels of wealth we've seen thrown about by the Sonic Pro League this past season. But again, I'm not going to blame them. I don't blame them at all. And, and as you said, UEFA, in my opinion, on the hook for this entirely. So many things they have gotten wrong. For me, the the, the lack of parity we are seeing, particularly at the, the top echelons like the Champions League. I mean, Andy, if you remove 10 to 15 clubs, it, it's... It, it's a competition that is going to just be recycled again and again with the same teams, the same clubs, the same champions, the same everything. Um, and UEFA, in my opinion, is the one to blame for that. Uh, they just they were too late to act on certain things, and the things they did act on were nonsensical with very little 
direction behind them, in my opinion. But anyway, I can't believe we managed almost 40 minutes of this. Well, you know, that's that's wow. what happens when you're having fun. Wow. You know, it's July. You got your AC working probably wherever you are right now in your office. You got, you know, f- feeling good. I mean, we didn't even have to go into Godfather discussion, which no, 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 I no. thought we, was... We are keeping that for the, for the rainy <laughs> for days. For the next pandemic. Of, no, for the rainy days <laughs> of like November when, um, oh, when there is gosh. an international break and the team just lost to Genoa. You know, that's... Mm. That's that's when we are keeping those conversations right now. You know what? What can people? You know, just to sum it up, what can people expect from these coming weeks? Um, since we're going to get an update later Pain. on in the no. week or next week, they can expect anything, as you say. You know, anything because we we've seen Roma do really incredible moves just out of the blue, and also just go with the flow and unfortunately accept whatever the restrictions and and you know and the constant uh, wefa tapping on your shoulder forces you to do you know and 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 that's that's really what it comes down to like if and i i i don't know how many times i'm trying to get this message across but if you as a fan see for example that kamada is available on a free or most recently it was Zaha, although he now he's on for Galatasaray. Um, it's not that the club are not aware of it. Like it's not like if you're working in the world of football, you don't know that there is a guy named Kamada or a guy named Wilfred Zaha that is available on a free and you're just actively not pursuing them. You know, that you're just so oblivious to the existence of these players that a fan, uh, you know, from, I don't know, Australia knows about their existence. But you as a sporting director or as a manager or as a coach or whatever, as a scout, you don't know about their existence. Obviously, you know. But obviously, a club like Roma, even looking at what they've done this, this transfer window so far, they have to take such an extensive list of criteria and conditions into consideration before trying to make an offer trying to 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 get a contract done for for a new player that there are certain profiles that you just can't go after like Marcel Savitzer a lot of people were you know super thrilled about him being linked to Roma why did he go to Borussia Dortmund because Borussia Dortmund could just walk up to Bayern Munich and say, we're going to put 20 million on the table for you. Right. And that's what they did. And that's the difference. That's the difference. And unfortunately, that's the case with Roma. Conditions were more favorable in signing the likes of Awar and uh, and Dika. And perhaps then it it is right now for Kamada, who's also being pursued by other top clubs, including Atletico Madrid, or for example, Zaha, who in the end signed for Galatasaray, who who were perhaps able to offer him a burger contract, whatever it is. Clubs in Italy, including Roma, are operating under such strict conditions that before even attempting to, to put a player on the radar, they first have to always make those inquiries. They first have to understand how much they want. What are the conditions? Does the club want to, you know, I don't know, get him 
uh, let let him leave on a on a loan or a permanent deal like Sanchez now. You know, I and still I'm not even entirely convinced that he is the player that Roma are after. But if the rumors are true, the main difference <laughs> is that PSG want to let him leave on a permanent deal, and Roma have to do the same thing as they're doing with Gianluca Scamacca, offer a loan with option to buy, and that's. That's unfortunate. That unfortunately is the condition you're in, and and so I'm pretty sure that if you gave uh, Thiago Pinto or Jose Mourinho carte blanche, and you're like, okay, do whatever you want, no restrictions, UEFA is not looking at anything, do whatever you want, splurge all the money you want, you you can do literally anything you want. I'm pretty sure that they would go out of their way to get the best starting 11 and the best bench you could possibly think of because that's what Roma would like to do in order to get top four, in order to win a trophy in Europe. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. It, it's not a fantasy world. I know it's frustrating. I know it's not fun because you want to see your club linked to great players. You want to see your club, uh, you know, enter a race for a player and overcome all the competition and sign him. And it's a great deal. And the player works out great. Kind of like we did for Paulo Dybala, although it wasn't really a big race aside from, you know, Inter. And, um, and, and, and that, that's what we all want. But unfortunately the reality is different. The reality is, Hey guys, before doing anything, you have to check these this folder containing 3,000 documents and check all the requirements and all the restrictions that, you know, the settlement agreement and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and that takes away <laughs> the fun that you have as a fan when you look at these rumors is because you want to dream big. But unfortunately, in Serie A, uh, especially, you cannot dream big. Even if you're a so-called top club in the league, you're not allowed to dream big. Yeah, if I had the soundboard ready, I would play that clip of uh, my good friend Marco Violi where he says, Mancano questi, i soldi. One of his... I soldini, yeah. I soldini. <laughs> one, of the, one, of better, uh, one of his better clips that, that uh, we, uh, we have been able to be gifted with on the internet. All right. Well, somehow we made it over 40 minutes. We're going to leave it there. I haven't any idea as to how we came up with content uh, worth discussing. For and that's this long, exactly, and that's exactly why if you like the show, you know what to do. You go to patreon.com slash Roma press and you click that button and you subscribe and you become wow, a patron. That was smooth. And, that, and wow. that's, and that's where we get our energy to come up with these thrilling conversation topics, even on a, on a hot July <laughs> afternoon <laughs> when there is okay. literally nothing to talk about. So quite literally nothing, quite literally nothing. Okay. We will leave it there until next time. Uh, we will talk with you next week. Until then, ciao.